Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. Join us as our host and fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden, discusses topics beneficial to businesses of all industries. Hello and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. And this month, I'm your guest host. Typically, it would be Tim and I just crashed the party as your guest host for a bonus episode in the Organizational Health Podcast Series, I'm joined with Michael and Brad. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing well. All right. Pretty exciting here. Yeah. Br- Brad and Michael are team members. And you know what I was thinking? There's a lot of leaders in this world, but for every leader, there's about 10 team members, maybe five or 10. There's lots of people that are following. And for all the books on leadership, you know, if there's a hundred books on leadership, there's probably only one book on great following. That's right. Um, one of my favorite quotes is that people don't follow leaders, they follow other followers. So Michael and Brad are what I would call first followers. They're on a leadership team. They're the first people in line to sign up, so to speak, and to respond. And it's a pretty tricky role because Tim's role is really hard. You know, the role of CEO is very hard, but you guys are right there at the forefront and, and sometimes kind of caught in the middle uh, between everybody else in the organization and Tim. So I think to start off, I just want to ask you, um, if you remember the day when Tim asked you to be on the leadership team and you probably already thought, well, I'm already on the leadership team or I'm already a leader, but he, he more formalized the invitation. Where was it? And what were your impressions of the conversation? And Brad, why don't you go for, if you remember that day, go first and tell us about that day. Yeah, it was back early last fall. Uh, I was actually finished up a one-on-one with him, and he, he alluded in if I wanted to join him on a journey for organizational health. And I said, absolutely. Um, not really knowing what that uh, entailed, but uh, so far it's been a really good journey. Um, it's made us better. Okay, that's, that's interesting. So it's like Tim walking in the office almost like with his key, car keys in his hand, like, hey, Brad, you ready to go to this? place you've never been it's going to be blessed and you're like okay let's go what time do we leave how about you michael what was it like so very similar i think um tim is a leader that is always kind of uh, chasing what's next chasing um what's what's going to help make us better and uh, i think getting connected with you and, and just also the idea of this organizational health journey um is kind of began I guess a little over a year ago uh, time runs together a little bit but um, you know we had a leadership team in place and um, kind of been moving along uh, but really a little over a year ago really just kind of to what Brad said Tim was ready to say hey let's begin this new journey uh, to organizational health which will help uh, he really believed and bought in um, to the fact that this would help make us better as an organization uh, it would be uh, kind of the advantage, if you will, to uh, mm-hmm. to, to take us to the next level. And um, so, he, you know, one-on-one with, with Brad and I and just really kind of introducing that concept to us and really challenging us on, hey, do you want to be a part of this? It's going to be different. It's not going to be status quo kind of thing. It's, it's going to require a little bit of extra work, a little bit of extra uh, vulnerability at times. And... Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a fun journey. And what's interesting 
interesting is that uh, I have very few leaders who actually do what Tim did, although probably that's because I haven't reminded them enough to, to more explicitly make the invitation, right? It, a, lot of, a lot of teams end up at meetings. They're like, yeah, it's just on my calendar or I report to the leader. So that's, it's Monday, right? Um, and so he more called out the, the invitation. And yet at the same time, you probably didn't know really what that journey was going to look like. And there's probably been some unexpected turns. What were some of the first unexpected turns that the journey took that you said, wow, I, I knew I was going to be on the team, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. And it could be a good turn or a bad turn, whichever one, you know, comes to mind. You're smiling, Michael. So one has already come to mind. Well, I would uh, think our first, um, we, we've had a lot of transition, I guess, in the, the journey here with our leadership team. And uh, before, you know, it was just kind of having almost the, the philosophy or the thought, which isn't an awful thought, I don't think, but the idea of having the right people in the room for the right discussions, but that led and worked almost to having lots of people in the room for, for what I would call, quote, the leadership team. And mm -hmm. it was not really about our structure. It was, uh, it was more about just um, what position, not even positions, but what uh, individuals that we think had the, um, the right information for the right conversations. And, and that's beneficial at times, but as far as big picture and leading our organization, uh, I think back our conversation, we really begin to talk about revolving around roles, you know, in our organizational mm -hmm. you know, chart almost uh, compared to revolving around people. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and providing the clarity for each role, I think, is something that we we really begin to put a lot of emphasis on, and still need to continue to to, to remind ourselves and stay stay focused on that. But and that's mm -hmm. one of the, the things that jumps out to me from our first yeah. half of this journey. Brad, how many roles have you played since you've ever since you've been at the company? Have you counted? Uh, probably about five to six. Five total roles. roles. Okay. Yeah. And here's the role that I think you miss is I think the role of a leadership team member, the role they miss is just that word itself. So not the IT director or the vice president of finance or the operations director, but the role of a leadership team. So Brad, if, so, if someone were to join the team today and your, your team will grow and they'll say, hey, Brad, what, this, what does it really mean to be on this team and, and, and play the role of a leadership team member? What advice would you give them? We just try to promote people to get out of their silos and work cross-functionally and cohesively together to make each other better and not mm -hmm. the biggest deal um, and be able to just, uh, like Michael said, for a long time, we've evolved around people instead of around roles that force us to make bad decisions that put us in bad places. So we've learned to kind of take the personal factor out of it and just make our decisions revolved around the success of the company and what you need to do in those roles for the company to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen you, I've seen you indirectly observe those silos. I'm never quite sure what you're seeing, but I, I, my favorite times is when you start, start with the phrase, this really bothers me. What have been some things you've seen, whether they're silos or politics or turf wars, as we call them, that just create ineffectiveness? What are some things that just frankly, like it just gets under your skin and it bothers you that you've seen happen? Well, we just, we've really been trying to work the politics out of the company. Um, that's, that's a really big thing that drags you down is, you know, people want things to change, but not taking the right avenues to talk to the right people to get things to change, just to sit around and, and, and just 
speak badly about people and about the company, just trying to make the place better. So I think you just, we just need to provide that clarity where people can grow in their roles and grow out of the politics and just work to be, be constructive. Mm-hmm. One of the things, Gordon, in the idea of our leadership team, you know, if we had a new member joining us, as you're asking, um, I think something that is maybe not just unique to us, but something that you've challenged us would really begin to, I think, embrace is that when we have a struggle or a challenge or a problem or, or whatever's going on in one area, it's not Brad's problem or my problem, it's our team's problem. And uh, I think we've done a good job of, uh, our, you know, our current leadership team of really uh, beginning to, to shift the focus away from problems being related to a specific area. And it's, it's all of our problems or all of our challenges or all of our, and you, you, you know, we, we win together and we also lose together sometimes. And, uh, and so we begin to address it more of a team concept as opposed to just people that all work together and sit around the same table. Yeah, and that's really specifically to your role, Michael, because like, for example, with hiring, you know, people, finding people. It's like, okay, Michael, you take care of that versus, wait a minute, this is a new leader or a set of leaders we're going to hire. So wouldn't we want to be in those conversations? Wouldn't we want to ask hard, you know, questions? And and so it's it's hard to get everybody around the fact that we're all protecting the culture and it's everybody's job. Um, you know, it's a journey, but we, you know, you hope there's some like, encouragement along the way uh, and you know some things that some small let's call them small wins what have been some smaller or big wins when you think this is going to be a long journey but thank goodness we're making progress like you thought to yourself hey this is good progress i think we went so a big win that we have taken is you know the leadership team started out with about seven people and through us meeting and talking uh, we weeded out people and formed our three lanes that we currently have. And I think that that's made us really successful and added a great, tremendous amount of clarity to, to the whole team of how we need to function, how we need to work cohesively between those groups. And that's, I think that's, that's a great thing that's been really successful for Tim, Michael and I. Uh, we work really good together. Uh, we've got diff- we bring different attributes to the leadership team. We both see things in different lots, but I think that's all together uh, collectively uh, make for a successful leadership team. Okay. Yeah. Any wins come to your mind, Michael? Yeah, I think, um, again, it doesn't have to be specific to the organizational health journey, but one of the things that we talked a lot about early on was our purpose and our core values and really refining uh, those those things there and, and just really making sure that we were unified around those things. And what's cool is we're beginning to see some decisions being made based off of, of those core values or based off our purpose. And um, and it's not just happening at the leadership level, but we're beginning to see you know, other managers and other team members make some decisions based off of, um, this is who we are. This is who, and, and I think that's um, baby steps kind of in, on, on this journey of, of we're you know, not only operating or acting like we we need to but we're beginning to make some decisions based off of um, who we really are and who we say we are which is exciting i think that it just um, it's still you know a long ways to go but it's showing there's a little bit of traction with uh with some of our, our conversations and then and the the, um, the structure that we're putting in place okay yeah you know there's a there's a famous quote it's an old one uh between david letterman for those of you who are listening who know david letterman is and tim duncan 
for those of you that is uh, one of probably top, arguably top 10 basketball player in the history of the NBA, depending on which ESPN list you look at and David Letterman. And, and David said to Tim Duncan, he said, you know, Tim, it's, it's well documented how your organization operates with no politics and you operate as a team. There's a lot of humility. You mentor younger players. You know, there's a lot of GMs that have come out of the San Antonio Spurs, a lot of all-stars, a lot of people that are trained. And he said, you know, why don't the other 30 some teams just copy what you do? And Tim Duncan lovingly said, you know, I don't know, Dave, I'm just glad they don't. Yeah. You know? And so I guess my question to you two is, I would think of you two as two people who get it. And I'll never, I'll never forget even the time when Tim called me and it'd been six weeks more into our process. He's like, now I really get clarity you know it's not just a word i really get what it means um what would you say to people who don't get it whether you're your competitor or just a friend in town what do you what do you see when you just talk to people and you're like i don't think you really get what we're talking about here you know i think that's your question i think that um it's I don't, is it one of those things maybe that you, it's hard to describe it, but when you experience it, you know you're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a great food. It's hard to describe just the exact thing, but when you experience it, you know it's a great um, It's kind of like that in the context, which probably isn't a lot of good clarity <laughs> for that answer. But uh, the idea is you have to, to be committed to it. You have to, to be sold out to it. And I think Brad and I had a lot of conversations early on, um, you know, you can't just go through the motions and, and pretend that this is something that's going to, that we're going to check off the box. Uh, it's something you have to begin to live out and, and truly um, operate in that idea of being fully committed to, to organizational health, you know, starting with that leadership team and then kind of cascading that down throughout the entire organization. Um, because if it's just something you're trying to check off and get through the motions, uh, it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, Brad, what do you think? Clarity is mostly walking the walk and talking the talk. I mean, a lot of people want to talk the talk, but for organizational health, for clarity, you've got to be committed to really believing it's going to make the organization better. And you've got to really uh, buy in. And if you're not bought in, the other people aren't going to buy in. And that clarity just comes along with that buy-in and with that vision and with the hard work to put in, to put those values in place, to drive people to make other people better and to make the company better it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's kind of like something once you taste it or smell it once you you won't never miss it again it's just something that's just always sticks with you yeah a couple of thoughts I, I think one is um you know you, you're right we kind of talk about talking you know uh, you, we can sit around and describe it instead of let's just go have the conversation now and I, I find a lot of people talk about talking like you know what we should do we should really talk about that really thing that's irritating it's like why don't we just talk about it now right let's have the conversation right now uh, I work I meet with a lot of potential teams that I'm going to work with that they don't work with us and they go well when, when will the offsite be and what will we do and what will the agenda be and what will it look like and can you send me more information about that it's like how about we meet tomorrow because I, I can't have another conversation about having a conversation. Right. Let's just have it. I think the other thing, and I say this, uh, you know, it's going to may sound a little contradictory because I'm, you know, I'm, I work for the table group. I work for Pat Lencioni. I love everything about organizational health, but it's not like it's a mystery. 
You know, it's not like people don't know what it really means to have conflict or we use certain terms like organizational health. And yet before organizational health, there was organizational health. There was just politics, turf wars, all this stuff. So sometimes I think we can, we need to demystify it a little bit. Right. And instead of having terms and jargon and things like this, it's like, yeah, we're just talking about having a conversation. We're talking about, you know, agreeing to something. And, and it's so deceptively simple sometimes. Right. It's, all, it's all the other dysfunctional, messy things that just get in the way of the, oh, you're just talking about giving each other good feedback. Yeah, you're just talking about being honest. Oh, okay, got it. You know, you're talking about just making a better decision, right? And doing it faster. Exactly. So I say that because I, I don't want people to be mystified. I don't want people to be confused. And, and yet, that everybody's had jobs. And if I said, Hey, what, what bosses did you like working for? Like, Oh, I can tell you that, you know, which jobs did you really, you know, engage in and learn stuff? I can tell you that, you know, and that's all we want is, is for people to experience. So our purpose statement is for people to experience fulfillment at work. Yeah. And we're, we were born to do that. God made us to do that. Uh, not always to be happy, but to be engaged and to be fruitful and to be all in and be productive. Um, in that spirit, what's the best case scenario you think once Sergeant Metal truly masters the disciplines of organizational health from top to bottom, what's the best case scenario that you see for the company? I'd say minimal politics, um, high morale, low turnover, uh, good productivity. Um, those are all things that we're looking to benefit out of organizational health. I think those are the fruits um, if you achieve it. Um, that you that you get out of it and you get good i'll keep saying this cross-functional cohesive teams working together mm -hmm. yeah and then michael what about even from you don't have to share too many details about the numbers and the finances and stuff but just from a percentage of growth or you know if if, if someone was just studying your company from the outside like oh wow sergeant i know you just start, you know you just opened up eighty thousand new square feet um, and that happened that was in the works before but what would be some actual business outcomes you would expect to see Soon. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, it, for me, it all starts with our core purpose of um, if we truly live this out throughout the entire organization, our core purpose is we exist to provide opportunities for our team members to thrive personally and professionally and to join and help our community. That will begin to happen without a doubt um, every day of the week. And we'll see team members thrive and we'll see team members uh, making more money because the company's making more money, we have the ability to do that. Uh, we, you know, we desire to, to be a best place to work, kind of environment, a place where people want to work in our community. And, uh, and that already kind of happens in, in pockets, but uh, truly seeing that happen. Um, I think the main thing is we will win. We will win as an organization. Um, we'll win individually because uh, we, we have a culture of sharing. Um, and, and you know, we'll just be able to help our community. That's one of the other things as part of our core purpose. And we'll begin to do that uh, at a greater level um, as we continue to carry this throughout the entire organization. That's good. So um, we're not sure who's listening to these podcasts. Could be a leader, could be a team member, could be someone who read one of Pat's books, could be someone who doesn't even know. So not knowing that, but just throwing it out there, what's one advice you would give to a listener of this podcast? I'll let you guys close out with the, that thought, and then I'll close with a thought. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned this just a moment ago, but organizational health, it kind of feels like one of those things that really is so simple that you kind of lean in at, and, and you're kind of like, okay, so but I hear what you're saying, but what do we really, what's the secret sauce? What do you really do? But 
um, you know, we go over our core purpose and I've mentioned core pur our purpose and our core values. We hit those things in several meetings throughout the week, every week. And it would be very easy for team members. All right, we know all that. Let's just get, get to the important stuff or get to the next level. But it's, that's the type of things that become so elementary that you're doing some of these things that are very basic, but you're doing it at a level where it becomes repetitive and it becomes almost second nature to where people begin to own it and live it out. And it's happening not just at the leadership level, it's not happening just at the manager level, but it continues to filter through the entire organization. And, um, you know, I would, if somebody, if there's somebody out there that's interested in, in getting on a, a world health journey, truly finding an advantage for their organization, um, it's, it's something definitely to, to dive into and stay committed to, uh, work through the, the details and have the tough conversations sometimes when necessary. But uh, it definitely provides um, wins along the way that will make your organization better. Um, and, and that's a, a big benefit. But you, Brad. I think, I think some of the, you know, I've worked for a bunch of companies prior to years that um, I didn't really know what organizational health was, didn't know that it was an actual thing, but experienced it through other companies. And what it was in a nutshell was I look back to the best companies I ever looked, worked for, and what they all had in common was they had organizational health. It was one of those companies where people had to die before you could get a job there. It was highly sought after in the community. Everybody talked about working there. Um, that's where organizational health is. And to make that happen, you've got to have these teams that are cohesive, that work together, that don't have the politics, that have, you know, that aren't afraid to break, unmake promises, to have tough conversations, that don't avoid conflict. That's the kind of stuff you got to tackle, the hard stuff to make the company better. And in a nutshell, I'm seeing it happen firsthand here with us in this journey. We're already a year, almost a year into it. We can. We are starting to see the fruits of it. It's a real thing. It's tangible. Um, and if you're going to be a great company, you're never going to be a great company if you don't embrace that. In some shape. Yeah. That's good. Well, my advice it seems like I'm just uh, trying to flatter you guys, but I, my advice actually would be to talk to two people like you, because you can read a book, you can do the theory, which is all good. But I think there's no exchange for just talking to someone who's doing it. And I would say even better to watch you do it. You know, like imagine someone just saying, hey, can I just sit in on one of your meetings? Show me how you do conflict. Just I want to watch because we can talk about it so much. But talking to people and there's so many people out there, you can do side by side comparisons, like take a concept like building trust or having conflicts. Like there's going to still be so many varieties of ways people apply it and, and imperfectly. It's just good to see other human beings giving it a shot. And I've been. I've been working to do that more actually in my practice with leaders and team members is getting them talking to each other in non-competitive situations. Like, Hey, how'd you handle that meeting? How'd you guys do that decision? So I would say my advice to listeners would be talk to people like you talk to other people who are doing it, who are trying, who are making mistakes, but, but pushing forward because it's messy, you know, healthy stuff is by nature messy. We're trying to make it cleaner and more clear, but it is by nature a little bit messy as you guys well know, and we've had some fun messes. Hopefully we're not making too many of them. Hopefully we're cleaning right. them up more than we're making them. It has been an absolute pleasure to work with the two of you and Tim. We are, we are not, we are not the beginning and we're not at the end. We're kind of right in the middle and we charted that path and I'm looking forward to getting to that point of mastery and celebrating that with the two of you. Thanks for being a guest on the org health bonus podcast. And thank you to all our listeners and God bless.
If you would like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We will be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that will get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.